What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Life Harder Game podcast. My name is James. I am Tina. And we are here to talk to you about all things life partner esque. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. <laughs> um, so, we're here to talk to you guys about you know, being married. We're millennials, we're married. Um, you know, we're going to talk to you about all the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes along with being in a relationship and having a life partner. And there is some good, some bad, and some ugly. Ain't that right, baby? I'm not going to say ugly. It's such a strong word. <laughs> the good, some bad, and some not so good. So she's the eternal optimist. She's going to give you that perspective. I'm going to give you that raw, that real perspective <laughs> of everything that happens when you marry. So we are approaching our sixth year anniversary, which is tomorrow. Yeah. So congratulations. You made it six years with me. Um, I still like you, I think. You better. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, so, you know, as a part of that, we wanted to come to you guys today to really, um, you know, bring another video about things that we wish we knew um, prior to getting married. Um, we've been married, we've been through a lot. Um, there was a lot that we had to learn on our own. We did get some advice coming into it, but um, again, we're millennials. So the only real advice we got were from people that were older, my parents, um, the your boomers. parents, <laughs> the boomers. Um, but it's, it's a different day and age now. Um, so. You know, it's important for us to share these, you know, what we wish we would have known going into yeah. it. For um, people who kind of live life the way we do and that can relate to our experiences because it's, times have changed and it's just very different. Yeah, it's different. Um, you know, for us, and we got, we're six years in, we got three kids and a dog. Um, she has, you know, a budding career as an entrepreneur. I've been doing my thing too. So it's a lot to manage and still keep your relationship intact. Yes. Um, so we've been working on that. Yeah, um, especially just right now in the time of 2020 and quarantine and everything we're doing is operating out of our house from parenting to work to just trying to manage life. <laughs> we've learned so much about each other just this year Facts. that it's just, we want to be able to share that with you guys. So. Facts. So that's really what, what we're about, right? Is sharing with you guys, bringing you into our experiences, hoping that, you know, you guys can share your experiences too. And, you know, we can all learn from each other because these journeys aren't easy. Whether you're in a relationship and you think you want to get married, whether you are married, we know everybody doesn't want to be married, but most people want companionship. Yeah. Um, so we had to talk about, you know, all things companionship related and just, you know, some of the things that you go through. So for this part in, in um, particular, we're going to be giving you six things we wish we had known prior to getting married. Um, and we've had to kind of go through <laughs> these things on our own, figure them out. You know, these were, were definitely definitely things that I didn't know um, prior to getting married. I don't know about you. That's a thing. Okay, let's just get into it. <laughs> so let's go ladies first. You give us, uh, we're going to go six, uh, three and three. So okay. you go first. So my first thing would be that um, forgiveness is a strength, but so is apologizing. And I have always considered myself to be a very unapologetic kind of person. Um, <laughs> I'd rather, you know, just live life and deal with the consequences after the fact. I'm not a very live with regrets or ask for permission kind of person so having to get over myself <laughs> and apologize when I mess up or you know when I say something wrong or do something wrong or neglect something or 
it's it's humbling. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> not that I mess up a lot, but I. <laughs> Spoken like a true woman. Spoken <laughs> like a true Excuse woman. Me. But no, it's it's something that I've really had to get better at. And I would absolutely say that I'm a lot better at it now than I was like, you know, in our first couple of years of getting married. But just being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes and, you know, see the issue or the problem or whatever you're trying to overcome from their perspective just really helps you to be able to grow and to gel together. And it's it's not I mean it is, but it's not all about me all the time. <laughs> See, that's that's the problem. This is what I have to deal with. This is what I've been dealing with for six years. And I have, you know, I have to to be able to cater to and understand what he needs from me as a spouse too. So, um, sometimes I have to eat my words, and sometimes I have to eat my actions, just because you know, if if his needs aren't met, then we really aren't getting anywhere. So I've had to learn that. You know, like, I guess I would say, like, first couple of years of marriage, we, if, say, we got into it and <laughs> we was sick and we're very, we're very stubborn, the both of us. So, when, once somebody's mad, it's like, all right, I guess we just go sit here till somebody dies. <laughs> See who's going to apologize first. But now I'm like, look, all right, I cannot live like this. Look. I know we probably don't still 100% agree, but I know this, this, and this that I did on my part was wrong, so I want to apologize, and I want to sit down and talk about what we can do going forward to put each other's needs first on whatever this issue might be, because especially right now, I can't be walking around the house on eggshells. It ain't like, you know, you can go to work or go to the gym or go somewhere to like blow some steam off and feel better about it. Somebody mad? What you gonna do? Go downstairs? <laughs> it's only gonna last so long. You gonna have to come up to the kitchen and get some food. The kids gonna probably want to play. They don't even know you mad at each other or nothing. So, no, I can't. I can't do it. So now it's like, look, all right. And whoever apologizes first wins because then you're the bigger person. <laughs> so, look again. This is what I'm dealing with. She's just super now I'm petty. the bigger person. She's just super petty. <laughs> But I agree with that, though. Yeah. I think, you know, you have to, um, you, you got to apologize often when you're in a relationship with somebody. Because um, even when you don't necessarily mm -hmm. feel like you did something wrong, like, you can't tell another person how, you made, how you made them feel. So, you know, if they felt disrespected or they feel hurt or whatever their, their, their feelings are about the interaction, like, being able to say sorry and, like, authentically say you're sorry. I think it helps move things forward, and I and I have I will say that you have have grown in that regard too. Um, sorry, sorry, dog. He had the crazy back here. Um, you have grown in that regard because when I first met her, like sorry was not in her vocabulary at all. Um, she would just say whatever she wanted to say, and then and then that be that, and then I would say whatever I wanted to say too, and then we just clash. So um, you know, that was a part of our growth to really get to that point where. We could both, you know, authentically say we apologize for something and then try to figure out the best way to move forward. So, it's a good one. Thanks. What's yours? What's your first one? Uh, first one for me was um, the actual wedding day is probably going to be the least important day of your entire marriage. Um, and I know that sounds crazy 
Um, and it probably sounds like, you know, I didn't enjoy marrying you or, or our wedding day. But it's <laughs> yeah, we had we had a dope wedding. Um, but I will say that you know we spent a lot of energy getting ready for that day. And most people do. We get married. We got engaged on Christmas Eve. By August, we're getting married. So eight month turnaround, we decided to get married. But just think of all the stress, all the money, everything that builds up to get to that day. Mm -hmm. And on that day, you know, it felt great. But we know people who got married before us, who got married after us, who aren't married anymore. Yeah. And they had bomb, dope weddings too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like. If everybody decided to take that same energy that they put into the actual wedding day yeah. and put that into the marriage, yeah. the divorce rate wouldn't be as high. I agree. I agree. So I, I really feel like people should talk about that more because nobody told us that when mm -hmm. we were like going through like the marriage counseling and all of that stuff. Nobody really talked about that day is just a day. And whether you spend a hundred grand or you go to the courthouse, it doesn't really matter. It's the work that it's comes after that day. Yeah, that is, that is true. Cause it, I don't know. It, it's especially just, I guess my growing up, I didn't know a lot of um, married couples. Granted, you know, my dad and my bonus mom were married, but they got married when I was ten. But just like right. the women, or just the families in my family, it's not a lot of marriage. Right. Um. So, just you think that it's gonna be just some kind of fairy tale after you say I do. <laughs> <laughs> and don't go down like that nah, at bro. all. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> it's actually quite the opposite. Well, no, because it hasn't been a nightmare, but it's it's you have to learn to to grow together and to move as one and to understand each other and to be able to continue to put each other first, and that requires a lot of selflessness. Yeah. When most of us spend our entire lives, you know, learning to be selfish. Yeah. So you have to unlearn yourself to you know really be able to connect with somebody on that level and it's a reality check it is um but it's necessary yeah. you know what i mean if you want to thrive if you want to make it if you want to you know be with your life partner you know to to the end right so to you guys leave the earth and you have to make that sacrifice and those who can't or won't they don't make it, they don't make it. um you know, which is unfortunate, but it's, it's, you know, like you said, like people, we grow, we change, we evolve. You have to evolve with your spouse too, because, mm -hmm. you, you know, the person I was when we got married six years ago, I am not that person anymore. You aren't the person you were. Um, then I think, you know, figuring out how to continue to support a person as they evolve is, is really, really important. Otherwise, you, you, you drift. Yeah. And you, you don't know. Yeah. I agree. I was about to say something. My mind just was like, dang. I hope it comes back. That's usual. I think it was something good. <laughs> oh, um, and this is not saying that, you know, you shouldn't put energy into having an amazing wedding. Because if that's what you want to do and you have, you know, the money to do it, then all, by all means, go for it. However, if we could go back six years ago and do it again, I wouldn't do it again. Not what I no, and I mean for me, I, I wasn't really stressed out. You know, like dealing with guys is not nearly as as much as what women go through for the wedding day. Um, but I think about the money we put into it. Although we had a great time, like the wedding day, so everybody can come for everybody else and it, talk shit, and, and <laughs> they want to see what you got going on, yeah. and they want to conversate about it, and 
don't say <laughs> they want to they want to talk bad about it or say you know it was popping or it was yeah. bad. It, it's it's a moment. It's a popularity contest, yeah. just a little bit, and um, just knowing what we spent on our wedding, we I would have rather had like put the a down payment on our house, which we ended yeah, we up building immediately after. But like we could have put a bigger down payment or just took like an extended honeymoon because we didn't get to honeymoon right away. Right. Um. I don't know. It's just so many different things we could have done with the money. Hindsight, you know, was one thing, and it was amazing, an amazing experience. And I love being able to look back at our photos and our videos. So I am glad that we have that. But if I knew now, I mean, then what I know now, we would have did all that. So yeah, if you're planning a big old bash when the world opened back up, do it at your own risk. Yeah, you know. But again, keep your keep your eye focused on what's important. Yeah. Again. That day is just a blip on the radar. It's really a blur. Like, thank God we have a video because in the day, it was a blur. Yeah. It was a blur. Absolutely. I really wasn't able to fully take in everything that the day was until I watched the video because it was it was a blur. And yeah, it was just a lot. We'll, we'll was, give y'all a separate pod on, yeah, that, it was such on a everything blur. that can go bad on a wedding day. <laughs> to then lead up to it being a great day once you let all the stresses go. But yeah. that's a whole nother pie. Yeah, it was a blur. Um, so what's your number three? Two. Well, you... You can't count. You oh, six. okay. You can't count. I'm, <laughs> I'm the math major here. Don't, 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 don't try me like that in front of these people. You know you can't count. <laughs> <laughs> so we on number three. I can count you just check. What's your number three? Oh, um, like, I can't remember. You barely can count them. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see what I be dealing with. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay, my next one was... And this is kind of a big one for me. Um, your childhood baggage doesn't just go away. It actually... You just kind of open the bag. And then you just dump it all out on the counter. And be like, can you help me do this? Because <laughs> I got issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's facts. Like... I've been trying to call Ayanna to fix this like <laughs> six years now. Hi, family. I love y'all. But y'all know we got issues. Um, and I mean, every family has issues. But I just, it was some things that I went through in my childhood from um, just not growing up in the same house as my biological mother. That caused a lot of issues with me. Um, and... Then my parents having um, like really ugly child custody battles that did a number on me. And then just the, um, just like family drama and that everybody has from fighting and bickering and jealousy and just not sibling rivalry um, and just all kinds of stuff. But I would say the core of it was me realizing that I needed to deal with my mommy issues because it had um, it really had an effect on just how I allowed myself to give and receive love not to just him but to our kids um, I'm trying not to be a crybaby <laughs> but um, yeah it's just it, it took um 
because it's one thing for you to be able to share about things that you've been through and things that bother you and things that hurt you but to actually want to work through them so that you can heal is a whole different set of worms because to heal you gotta you gotta expose the hurt and you gotta tr- be able to trust somebody with you know those feelings and those thoughts and those emotions and you know thank God for him being patient and having um a little bit more of a stable childhood, I would say, just because, you know, I can only imagine that both of us were a mess in that regard because, you know, you probably wouldn't have been able to, to support me. Yeah, yeah, to support me through it because you would be a mess too. Um, but just patience and therapy and prayer, you know, it, it can get you there, but they, they don't just go away if, if anything, they meant, what, what am I trying to say? They manifest, they get bigger. Yeah. And if you don't deal with them, then, you know, they can spill over and create problems into, into your marriage because you matter the wrong person. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, and, you know, I think for me, the biggest thing was, you know, my upbringing was different. So, you know, initially, like, I didn't know what to do or how to support you know, and oftentimes I would find myself not angry at you, but angry at like what you went through. Yeah. Um, and you know, wanting to, because I can, I can see as an outsider, like I can see, you know, what the issues are and how they should be addressed, or the fact that nobody like wants to put them on the table and talk about them. Um, but having to give you space to kind of get to that on your own, though. Like, not, not feeling like I can force you to go, like, hey, you and this person had this issue from your childhood. Y'all need to sit down and talk about it and then hash it out. And if you hash it out, great. If not, boom. Like, that's how I would deal with it. Um, but everybody deals differently. So yeah, And you, you just meeting people, the way I deal with people and the way you deal with people. That's been a thing for us, too, because I am a very forgiving person by nature. As sharp as I can be with my tongue and as bitchy as I can be when I need to be you know when it comes to people that I love I'm willing to forgive and it burns him up (laughs) that that shit eats me alive and so many people he would have had me just like throw away family friends whatever but I am I have a very big heart in that regard so it's some stuff that some things that have happened and he's just like I don't know why you still dealing with these people. And I'm just like, I don't know why I'm still dealing with you, but <laughs> I love you. And that's how I am with people that I love. So it, that was, that was, a, once he was able to, you know, wrap his mind around the fact that, you know, the way I handle people and the way he handled people and he gave me the space to be able to, to handle people my way, you, you did become very much more supportive in that regard. So I appreciate you for that, baby. Yeah, because, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a scorpion on me, too. Like, we we hold grudges, and we don't, you know, if somebody does us wrong, then that's it. You get you get one, maybe two times, and then it's a wrap. And then, and seeing that, that was different, because you get people, like, 20 times, and they, like, still somehow y'all make it back. And I'd be like, before I would get tight about it, and then as the years went on, you know, I was like, there's really no point in me trying to even give you my opinion on those relationships because you gonna go back and be friends with the person anyway so I just listen if there is a dispute if it's friends if it's family whatever 
I know in the back of my mind, y'all will eventually come to work it out. I don't, I'm not emotionally invested in it. Like, if that's what makes you happy, then that's what makes you happy. And I just have to support that. But don't fucking try me like that, people, because <laughs> you already know. You don't get them chances with James. You just got anybody off. I, hey. <laughs> get up out of here. All right, so that was number three. Um, number four for me was and this one. Um, if you watched the video last year, then you kind of heard me talk about GTD. But um, I did not know going into a marriage that scheduled sex is a real thing. Um, and it's crazy because you know when you're you're young and you don't have kids, like you could do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. But and that's why we got all these kids. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you start growing into, you know, the Huxtables or the or the Black Brady Bunch with all these kids running around, like it's tough. And then, um, you know, she's grown a lot as you know, a business owner and an entrepreneur. And then you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I work. There's all these things that are happening. And in a thousand different directions. So many different directions. And sometimes you do have to say, yo, like, tonight when you put the kids down, <laughs> it's on the calendar. Like, we're going in, it's happening, don't go to sleep. Or I'm waking you up if you do go to sleep because, like, we got to get it in. Yeah. It's, it, um, and it's not even to just try to, what am I trying to say? It, it can see, I guess it can sound like a bad thing when you say it out loud, but it's not. It's just, there are so many things that happen in our lives that if they are not on the calendar, they don't get done. Yeah. I'm talking about things that involve the most, you know, important people in our lives, the kids. I will forget some stuff with these kids because I'm doing so many things and I have so many deadlines and so many responsibilities. And then we have three kids. We have each other. We have a dog. We have household responsibilities. You know, we're many things to many people. So it's like, it's easy to be, I'd be looking for my glasses and they on my face. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that is a true story. <laughs> so I forget a lot of things in my day. Mom brain is beyond real. And then sometimes by the end of the day between work and juggling the kids, trying to keep them out of the way because he's on like a lot, a lot of calls and things during the day these kids will wear me out. So if I'm not like, Tina, you got to stay out up tonight because, you know, it's been a couple of days, y'all got to do this, then I will fall asleep trying to put Luke to sleep because sometimes that's a whole battle in itself. He is the sleep fighting champ of the world and sometimes he wins. Yeah. <laughs> so and when you get in the bed with him, like, you know, because she, you know, they got the white noise on and everything too. So, even if there's like scheduled sex on the calendar, she'll get to fighting with Luke. Like everybody done bathed and everything. And I come down there thinking like, oh, I just gonna go down, kids asleep. And this one sleep too. You gotta tap me on the shoulder. Glasses on her face, knocked out, like slumped over. So I'm, you know, hey, let me tap get you glasses up off here. I roll over. Hey, nah, hey, we already had this agreement. This is on the books. Like you are going to fulfill your obligations today, man. Let me get this in. So. I mean, you, you got to do that, though. Like, it's important to... Intimacy is, is very important, you know, and it's hard to lose... It's easy to lose sight of that Yeah. Um, as your family grows, as your commitments grow. And, like, to your point, we... In a 24-hour day, like, the day is booked up. 
Yeah, it like, is. You know, outside of the, the dedicated time to sleep, like the whole day is booked up. And that means like you don't get a lot of interactions with friends and family and all of that. So, you know, we trying to keep everything together in this house. So and it's not and it's not even that we especially right now um because it's it's just been us we don't it's not we don't have like a bunch of family here that we can like you know take the kids to for like a day so we gotta maneuver and sneak around you know while the kids are asleep that's that's our only avenue so um or we could just show them like them, them hippie families in California just be showing their kids that sex is a real thing and all. We can just do that, you know, like. No, I'm good. So we we have to maneuver around the kids being asleep, and you, I just I'm glad you're more understanding now because probably back when Zoe was a baby, and things had starting to just like change in terms of our family dynamic and just the amount of things that we all had going on. This was like a frustration point for us. Yeah. Um, so now being able to have this conversation and, you know, him knowing that these kids will like be wearing me out or like, or, you know, on the days where we are planning to do stuff, he's very intentional about, Helping me get the kids down for bed or, you know, helping me with their bedtime routine. Like, you know, let's hurry this up because I'm trying to spend some time with mama. So, you know, all of that stuff, it 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 really helps. It's Because it's, it's easier to want to throw it back when, you know, <laughs> I'm not completely exhausted. Yeah. So, yeah. that helps. For sure. All right. What's oh, uh, number five? Again. My phone keep locking. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't even know where my glasses is at. So. <laughs> my next one, or my third one, or our fifth one. We're a team. Five, <laughs> our fifth man. one. She, and she's talking about math. And it's, it's, she's struggling over here. It's only one, two, three, four, five, six. It's number five. <laughs> our fifth one is that the little things do matter. Yeah. Um. It's easy to... to you know, hold on to the mon- the mantra, don't mantra. Is it mantra or mantra? Mantra. <laughs> mantra. Forgive <laughs> her. She, um, her name is Sparkle oh. for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be trying to say I have a stripper brain. Yes, um, don't sweat the small stuff, but the small stuff festers into big stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the little spats, the the small moments that you forget, you know, they can turn into big things. But at the same time, the little things do matter, like, you know, being being more hands on with the kids or, you know, randomly giving a foot rub or a head massage or, you know, saying, you know what, baby? I, I can't even say that. Well, I can say um I'll do bath tonight because I was gonna say you know what maybe don't worry about it I'll cook tonight but you always cook <laughs> so I guess me saying that um, or you know just like you taking the kids out in the evening so I can try to you know finish up some work because I have them for the most part during the day all that little stuff just to let the other person know that you see them that you recognize what they're doing you know for you or for the family or that you can see the signs that when they might need a break yeah those things they absolutely matter 
um, and they might not even, they don't seem significant at the time, but they can feel significant, significant to the other person, especially if you're communicating it to them in a way that their love language. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the little things, they absolutely matter, good or bad, because if you don't address the, the bad little things and you continue to allow things to build up instead of saying something at the moment when they bother you, you end up exploding. Yeah. So... Okay. Oh, you stop it and yeah. yeah, so I, I agree with you. Um, the little things do matter, uh, and I think it's it's easy to to forget about those things, you know, when, when life just gets crazy and hectic and all, and everything. So um, I think it's become even more important in 2020 to pay attention to the little things just because like, we stuck in the house there's nowhere for us to go um you got all the time in the world to notice the little things you have yeah <laughs> you know it's, it's easy to like you know if i'm traveling yeah you know and i and i'm not around or you know we're we're facetiming or whatever like i don't get to see your body language i don't get to like see how you know how you're doing mentally but when you're present and you all are locked within the same four walls you can notice those things. Um, and I think, you know, it's important to, to kind of just step up without being asked to or, you know, somebody suggesting it and just yeah. going out and doing it. Yeah. And that's just paying attention to, to, to the humans that are around you, right? Like, we all have the ability to kind of see when somebody is flustered or, you frustrated. know, frustrated, upset, or stressed out or whatever. Like, um, so I, I think it's important. And, you know, you... You also do the same thing. Like you can tell, like, all right, like, daddy's he's stressed out right now. Let's go do something, or let's get out of daddy's hair, or like, you know, you 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 give me that space when you notice that something is, is going on. And I try to do the same with you because I realize being in the house this year that you know it is a lot with three kids, um, and it's different. If we were able to, to take the kids to sports or do those different things that they normally do yeah then it wouldn't be like as taxing but if we all stuck in the house all day long and they and just got energy. all this energy they're literally running circles yeah. around us so they, they have all that energy <laughs> and they have no real outlets other than when we take them out in the front or take them for a walk or whatever so i get it so it's important you know like yeah. i'll try to jump in and you know cook dinner or handle bath time or take them outside so you can have some uninterrupted time to work if you want to do that or now that you know school is back in like trying to get upstairs to cook and you know to make lunch yeah. uh, midday so it, it's those little things that may not amount to nothing for most people but it means a lot when somebody can take a load off, off of you yeah so that you and can i think the biggest way we've been able to do that for each other right now is just to when we realize that the other person might be frustrated or stressed or something it's just to find a way to give the other person some moments of silence because they are literally non-existent right now yeah so yeah no that's a good one <laughs> um so number five number six for me um and it's kind of piggybacking off of that though and i think it's, it's a really important one and um, it's, you know, you have to find comforts, um, you know, in having uncomfortable conversations and being in uncomfortable moments. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't really think about this prior to getting married. Um, 
you know, when you're dating people, you can run away from stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you might not live together. You might not want to be with that person long term. So, um, you don't always have to have those uncomfortable conversations. And if you do have it, then if it doesn't go well, you just dip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no sweat off my back. But when you get married to somebody, to your point earlier, like, it's very easy for things to fester. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of interactions and there's a lot of feedback that should be given. But oftentimes people don't want to give the feedback because of fear of how it's going to come out, how the other person's going to receive it or whatever. Um, but I think having those uncomfortable conversations uh, has actually helped us in a lot of regards because we're able to just say what the no. issue is. Um, we're able to say what, what the issue is and whether you want to hear it or I want to hear it at that time, we can still get to the bottom of or the root cause of why the person is saying that. What, what's yeah. the problem with the behavior and then addressing it. But if you aren't comfortable having uncomfortable conversations, then you're just going to walk around like pissed off all the time because and you can't speak. You can, that and is that because you, you feel like you're walking on eggshells because you can't express yourself or on the flip side, you end up being the person that somehow thinks you're always being attacked versus the person just trying to tell you from their perspective, you know, how something is making them feel or what their experience was and you know, perspective is everything. So we can be talking about a same, a similar date or a similar moment in time and the way I saw it and the way he saw it is not the same way at all. Right. But the only way to, you know, get to a solution is to be able to find room to receive the other person's perspective and to be able to, I guess, to that, to, um, to listen without the intent to respond, just you know, to listen, to receive, to really try to understand what the other person is trying to communicate to you. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you gotta get comfortable having those uncomfortable conversations. And I would say, you know, even for us, it wasn't it wasn't always easy to do that, um, especially not for her. Um, I'm perfect. Cause it's, it's that <laughs> attitude right there, right? And, um, you know, she'll do that thing. You know, she's a daddy's girl and she was the first kid. So like, she's really a baby. Um, so when Hi, you, Dad. when you tell her something, you know, whether she wants to hear it or not, like before it would be like waterworks. She'd just start crying. And I'm like, bro, I ain't even finished the thought yet. You are already crying. I don't even make no sense. And I'm, I'm talking calm and everything. Like there's no aggression in my voice and you already crying. But like, it was because she didn't really want to have those conversations. It was, she would rather just stay status quo, keep things going the way they're going, regardless of how I feel about it, because she was just a spoiled brat. But, you know, as we've, you know, evolved and, and grown and matured, you know, we know we have to have a conversation now. And again, 2020, you can't be stuck in the house of somebody you don't like, bro. Like, it just won't work. Like, I'm sure, I don't know what the divorce rate is I mean, in 2020. Everybody might have been Yeah, everybody going to live, though. <laughs> So, like, if you can't have these conversations now, then you in trouble. When can you have them? You know what I mean? So, you got to have them. You got to prioritize them. Otherwise, like, yeah. you just ain't going to make it. No, not at all. So, yeah. That's six. That's six. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's been six long years, you know, dealing with you. <laughs> what you um, trying to say? You know, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we hope we hope y'all enjoy those six things. Um, 
and you we know, wish we knew. We wish we knew <clears throat> prior to coming into this marriage, but it's been it's been fun. It's been a journey. Um, there's nobody else I would rather be doing life with. Hey, you better clean that up. That I mean, six long years. You better clean it up. It's still been six long <laughs> ass years, but I appreciate those six years. Um, so thank y'all for tuning in. We are that life part in the game. Um, you know, appreciate y'all joining us. We're going to be hitting y'all with new content and videos, um, every week. So make sure you like the video, you subscribe to our channel and hit those comments. Like, let us know what are some things that you thought or things you wish you would have known, uh, prior to getting married. And if you aren't married, tell us, you know, whether or not this was helpful, whether or not this was helpful to you, um, and other things you want to see us talk about here in the future. So appreciate y'all again. I'm James. I'm Tina. And we are the life part in the game. Gang, gang. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Bye.